You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that thing. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. (laughs) Two friends since first grade. Now dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, the spirits of Christmas past, present, and yet to come help us review the Muppets Christmas Carol. Eddie, how long have you been waiting to do that kind of an intro? Did you just come up with that on the spot? You're like, I got, I got a great idea for today. I had it about a week ago after we recorded last week's episode, and I've been sitting on it for Honey. a while. So. I mean, we should have been doing it at this point. But Eddie, how, what, what's your plans for the family for Christmas? Um, we don't know yet. Because uh, now it's 2020. My- we never know. My uh, my parents uh, are still pretty sick with COVID. Oh, and there's so, oh, that's yeah. Um, so we we don't know what that's going to look like. We if they dad's like at the 14 day mark and mom's at like the seven day mark and she's starting to get better already. But dad's not. So hopefully oh. we can we can get out of this. But all that being said, um Hopefully, we get to have a nice, big family Christmas, especially seeing that the majority of our family will now be immune to COVID. So (laughs) Everybody has the antibodies now. Yes, exactly. Um, No, so we're looking forward to that. And um, um, the benefit, uh, we are so blessed to have both sets of family, like our both sets of parents. They live like three minutes apart from each yeah. other. So it makes holidays really simple. And we we feel kind of spoiled for that. Um, so, yes, we'll be doing that. And I think between now and then we have maybe, an, a, I don't know, at least a, a hundred more viewings of the Mickey Christmas specials that are on <laughs> Disney Plus. Once Upon a Christmas and let's not forget about Twice, Twice Upon, upon a, Christmas. a Christmas. Um. Yeah, we've probably only watched those. I don't know about three hundred times so far this Christmas. And then Mickey's season, so. Mickey's Christmas Carol, which is a note, is a note to later on when we may maybe bringing he, it back up. He doesn't know that exists. You don't want to add a third one in there just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Well, we also have Prep and Landing, and then Prep and Landing, nice and naughty list. Have you watched these? No. Okay, you actually should. There, those are pretty clever. Those are good. They're on Disney Plus. They um, they made them for some Christmas special a couple of years ago. It's pretty good. Okay, we uh, will be we have a couple. We have three. We're going to be having three Christmases this year Ooh. because there will be a little bit of traveling happening in there. So we're having our Christmas with just our just the um, us and our family for uh, before Christmas, a few days before. Mm-hmm. Then we go visit uh, my parents. And we're going to be spending some time with them and my sisters. And so that'll be our Christmas day, Christmas. Uh, then when we're um, also be spending some time with um, uh, my wife's side of the family. And then so that'll be third Christmas. <laughs> so we're, we have we have three different Christmases that we're going to be doing this year. We've, and we've had to kind of tell that to my son as we're going to be like, hey, first Christmas is going to be this this time. And then. We're going to do second and third. And so he's going to be so excited. He's going to be over the moon. 
he can be kind of be sad when there's not more presents coming. I so. was talking with a group of kids on Sunday and we had this discussion. One kid says, yeah, we're going to have, I get to have three Christmases this year because, you know, and he pretty much names the same thing that you just said. And then of course, in classic kid fashion, when you're in a group, the next kid's like, well, we're having four, four Christmases. Christmas. What and then the next kid's like, five. And it finally got up to one kid saying, we're going to have eight Christmases. Great. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on <laughs> and cut. I'm I'm already done with this. Uh, which we need to do as well because we have a ton together to cover here in this section of uh, the podcast where we try and bring you up to speed on some news. Last week we covered um, the uh, Star Wars and Marvel news that was announced at Disney's Investor Day 2020, and we just lightly said, "Oh, we'll leave the rest for next week's podcast." And uh, I don't know if you can see JB's face right now, but it reflects the monumental amount that we just pushed off to this time period because my head hurts so much stuff. There's so much content. They are have already told us what's coming and it hurts to just try and hold it all. So just for time's sake, uh, there was, you know, Disney owns so much that it's hard to remember that they own like Hulu and FX and they announced some stuff. They announced National G. They own National Geographic and they announced some cool stuff like a really fun uh, Darren Arafonsky series that's coming out. Like what? Like they're doing some pretty cool stuff with National Geographic, but we don't even have time to get to that Let's start by Disney Plus TV series. They announced it, JB. Mighty Ducks, the series. Coach Bombay himself is coming back. They announced it the day after we launched. Well, I don't know if it was the day after we we recorded, but the day after our podcast came out last week. Yeah. We teased it, though. There was rumors. There was rumors, but we didn't really know. But they officially confirmed it's present day. Uh, you know, 20 some years removed from the original movie. And uh, it is bringing Emilio Estevez Estevez back back. as Coach Gordon Bombay. I couldn't be more excited about this if you couldn't tell. Perfect timing. Perfect timing for for us. No, I was I saw that and I immediately started laughing. I was like, we just launched the episode. If we would have known this beforehand, (laughs) we would have talked more about this. And now we don't have time to talk about it because there's so many things. I'm just going to... They also announced uh, Turner and Hooch series with Josh Peck. I didn't know we needed that. I'm not sure we want it, but it wasn't. They... It's not even on my 30 things that I wanted to talk <laughs> about because uh, I, I am definitely excited to see a re, uh, not remake, but I'm bringing back the gang back together for Hocus Pocus. Yeah, my wife's favorite. Uh, one of my wife's favorite uh, Halloween films, which we watch every year now uh, on Halloween. Uh, Baymax. I assume. Baymax. Oh, you're just you're mark. going all over the place. I'm going I, all over the place. I don't have I, any rhyme or reason. To I'm a following. Of I'm following the the article I sent you here. Oh okay. no, I couldn't. I had to stop because you're going to jump all over the place. There's too much, Eddie. Tell me about a few. I'll, I'll give you a turn. <laughs> so from a Disney Plus series that I had no idea they were doing, but I'm so excited about. They're doing a series, um, a Swiss Family Robinson series. For Disney Plus, um, it's from uh, Outlanders, Ron Moore, and Crazy Rich Asians, John Chu. Like, I'm just really excited about that, and I think it's going to be really cool. So, 
couple yeah. um couple Disney f- animated films that they're now turning into series that I'm really interested in. One is Tiana from Yeah. uh, li- uh Princess, Princess and, and the, the Frog, Frog, which is one of our favorites. We love that movie. Princess and the Frog, uh, also Moana. Yeah. What are they going to do with Moana and is the rock involved? Those are my questions. You- and Lynn Manuel Miranda, yeah, of course, well, yeah, of course, too, but, has to be, but specifically, yeah. They announce um, the full cast for the live-action Little Mermaid. Um, the redeeming quality in all of this is that Melissa McCarthy is Ursula. Great uh, that, decision. Uh, that is wonderful. I think the other thing that I'm very interested in about is that they're doing a hybrid live-action animated feature of. Chippendale Rescue Rangers and the, the John the, Mulaney, Andy, Andy Sandberg. Eddie has Andy Sandberg voiced a character in an animated film yet? Do we know that? Can do you want to pull? Do you want to try to pull that up? Because that's incredible. I I can't. I'm, I'm really excited. I can't contain my excitement for, especially the two of them doing Chippendale is going to be incredible. Uh. Another Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of my favorite TV shows oh, of all 99. time. Nine Nine, like it's Nine Nine, it's it's a little piece of heaven here on Earth. It really is. I there's been so much stuff to else to talk about very very quickly, <laughs> but two other ones randomly. Yes, he he was. If you were curious, uh, he voiced in Space Chimps, one of your favorite movies, uh, and then also Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And then Hotel Transylvania. Okay. And let's not forget, let's not forget 2016 Storks. Fine. This, this is his moment. Um, <laughs> this has I the love this, this has one of the most interesting storylines. I didn't even know I wanted to know this, but now I'm excited to know about it. Lightyear, Eddie. Lightyear. So this is what I teased in last week's episode of the Pixar theory kind of like meta storytelling. So what's interesting is Lightyear is about the guy that the toy Buzz Lightyear, that the character Buzz Lightyear is based off of. So it's kind of like, uh, okay. There several, there's a dude. They made an action figure about this dude. That action figure came to life in Toy Story. Right. Um, and this With Chris guy Evans. Chris Evans is going to be Evans. voicing this. I, I didn't know I wanted this. I didn't know I needed this, but I'm infinity and beyond interested yes. in this film. Another random one that I didn't know that I would makes perfect sense. I totally get it. Although I don't know about the name. Zootopia Plus. Okay, I don't so know why I'm not, they call it Zootopia Plus. Here's why they did this. I so I'm not a big huge Zootopia fan, um, but this is brilliant. They are creating reality TV shows inside of the Zootopia world. That's why it's called Zootopia Plus because it's a group of different series that are like if TV shows existed inside the Zootopia universe. Like how how brilliant of just an idea, just a concept. I don't know if they will execute this well or not, but like you know the um the little mouse that uh yeah. um she it's gonna be like the real housewives of whatever 
and it's starring her and all of her friends. <laughs> Eddie, I can't. I can't, my brain like in a it's good so way. Brilliant. My brain is hurting because there's so many thoughts just it's invading so my because I'm I'm hearing about. I didn't know that that's what they were doing. It, it was one thing to just be like I would have watched a series just about random. Sure. There, this new this world that like mimics our own, but it's animals. And even I'm not even a huge animal guy, but this is different. To go the level of going, we're going to take it another step further and give it a genre mm-hmm. of reality television. Mm-hmm. I, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I off the top of my head can't remember, but there's like three at least three little sub series that that is going to have within itself. And it's just, it's just brilliant. Um, uh, Disney animation also announced their all new film Encanto, which takes place in Colombia. I'm really excited about this one. Um, music written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, just, yeah, I'm can't wait. I, the idea of a magical, Spanish-speaking film, like, yeah, you're checking a lot of boxes there for me that I'm really, really excited about. Speaking of checking boxes, did you see the next live-action film announced? Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Tom Hanks. Wow. He's Geppetto? He's Geppetto. Interesting. Like, that's, I'm excited. That's right. That's right in your alley, Eddie. My right. brain hurts so much. Is, is, do you have other things? Oh, there's I'm looking. So I'm looking here right now, and there's Christian, and it just says Christian Bale is going to be joining the next Thor movie. Yes, he's the villain, but that's Marvel. We we did that last I mean, week. We couldn't even hit. We didn't even hit that last week. Um, there's a sequel to Enchanted called Disenchanted, starring Amy Adams. I don't know about you. I was a big fan of that one. Super excited for that going to be going to be so 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 good. We're not even touching Pixar announced tons of um not just Lightyear but Turning Red and a couple other films that they're coming oh, out. Oh, Turning with. Red where the little girl when she gets excited she turns into a panda. Yeah. That's incredible. That's a great idea. I that's what I that's what I loved about some of the Pixar news was they they of all of the different properties that were just that they just announced most everything in here is a remake New. or tie-in to, to other things. Like Lightyear is a tie-in to Star Toy Story Zootopia is a retelling of. It's just like inside that same world. Mm. I am very glad that Pixar still itself is creating brand new stories that are different, new, you've never seen before. I, I, I very much appreciate that, even though my nostalgia and fandom is still perked, peaked by all the other Chippendale, Little Mermaid, Ice Age, Hocus Pocus, all of those things. So you can go on YouTube. And so what they did is like um, Kathleen Kennedy presented all the Lucasfilm stuff. Kevin Feige announced all the Marvel stuff. And they had Pete Docter announce all of the Pixar stuff. He's the chief creative officer of Pixar. He's also the director of movies like uh, Inside Out, Mm. Up, big movies. Um, And he had... A wonderful, like, I just love Pixar's storytelling approach, right? His whole presentation told this story of how Pixar is all about innovation meeting tradition. 
And like everything was framed between those two, like innovation and tradition. And so he, he kind of played off of that the times that, you know, like, okay, we've got Lightyear that comes out of our tradition. They've got a really cool series coming out about Doug and like the adventures of Doug the dog from um, uh, from Up. Um, but then also like innovation, highlighting their new mo- movie Soul that comes out on Christmas Day, but also talking about like uh, Turning Red. And then Luca is their other film that's coming out yes. in 2021 based off of two boys growing up in Italy. And apparently there's a really interesting creative twist to that um i have only heard rumors i so i I, i'm not going to say anything here so that it we won't spoil (laughs) but i just love that that tradition meets innovation is just pixar at what we love and appreciate about it the most well eddie before i cram anything else into my head i think it's time that we let what's in our heads about today's movie come out to just alleviate some of the pressure that's up there right now uh, (laughs) as we talk about what you probably clicked on this and hoping to talk about uh, was, is, was, is, whatever. I don't know what grammar hashtag. We're going to talk about a Muppet Christmas Carol. Cue the Disney sound effect. IMDb description for today for this movie is this. The Muppet characters tell their version of the classic tale of an old and bitter miser's redemption on Christmas Eve. You really busted out your um, happy voice. Your happy voice. Happy voice. As if I'm narrating a child's story. Let's start with this. Um, were you a kid who liked the Muppets, the Muppets in general? We right? watched- There's a lot. You got the Muppets show. You got the original Muppets movie. There's actually several Muppets movie even before this one. The movie where they go to Hollywood. That's the one we watched a lot. My parents had taped it off of uh, TV, VHS. And so we always had this uh, fast Love forward VHS. through commercials and stuff like yes. that. Yes. We uh, had so many of those. Oh, yeah. Like, Every I know this is a side tangent, but every year at Christmas, my mom had recorded all of her favorite Christmas movies off of TV. And yeah, you like it's a time warp because you would go back and you watch some of those. Yeah, like the raisins commercials. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, I love uh, it. Sprint or not Sprint, but AT and T, the little pin drop. It was the most random, like dated, like of that time commercials. But anyways. No, yeah, so, that, we that was the big one that we watched over and over and over again is where it gets the car and then they drive cross country and for whatever reason, we were not like a huge Muppets family. Like we watched some of the movies and I and I remember different ones coming out. Um, but we were just never like a huge, huge Muppet family. Now, like my brother-in-law's family, huge Muppets family. Like they know all of them by heart. We go to Disney's Hollywood Studios and we got to go to the whole Muppet section and watch Muppet mm-hmm. 3D Vision. Um, so, yeah, like I, I there are die hard Muppet fans out there in the world. Um, well, Kermit, and it's, it's well, intense. Kermit is kind of the Mickey Mouse sure. of the Muppets in the sense of like this never does anything wrong 
the 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 character that sometimes people kind of want to be pulled out even more like do something wrong be angry be whatever um so he kind of is that mickey mouse central character for the muppets so what you're saying is they need to make a really like pull the character out make a dynamic set of short cartoons that explore kind of that a, feels a like different and, side that of the feels character like ren and stimpy yeah they should do not like at all Kermit. it doesn't feel like ren and stimpy <laughs> this is gonna keep up coming up for we were while. we were thinking of you because we were watching some of the new episodes of that the wonderful world of mickey mouse and my mom hated it she was like this is stupid turn it off and we're like, no, I'm we gonna, love I'm it. Lewis loves Nancy it. And tell her that um, how much I appreciate her commentary yes. on it. But, but that's, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, a Muppet Christmas Carol is uh, actually one of my wife's family's like go to. You cannot get through the Christmas season without oh. watching um, uh, a Muppet Christmas Carol. I hadn't. I don't remember seeing this before. Me, I, like I remember watching it maybe once, but it was never a big part of our family tradition. Which, like Sarah, was dumbfounded because for her, like I said, like they know every word, like sing the songs, like it is a yeah. big deal. No, it, this this movie escaped me. Isn't the right word, but the right phrase for it. But had never really listened, had never really watched it before. Um, and so it was kind of a new experience watching it when we watched it for the first time, probably about a month ago. I want to say like middle of November, we we turned this on. Like this was your first time ever? First time. I, I'm pretty confident I had never seen oh, wow. a Muppet Christmas Girl. I think I would have remembered Michael Caine uh, playing it, which speaking of Michael, Michael Caine as, as Scrooge, I appreciated how entirely straight he played this when all the rest of everything else around him is ridiculous. He plays it what, so serious, like a serious. Which is actor. what you need. You is it's what you need. Like you gotta have that straight, the straight faced guy. Otherwise, the zaniness of the Muppets doesn't like land. the fish boomerang <laughs> in the marketplace. <laughs> the fish boomerang. So we just have to like the tropes, like the the little like Muppetness of all of this. Izzo the rat is, playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> I just absolutely love it. My, my my favorite moments is all of the bookkeeping rats asking for more coal in the fire, and they're all like just shaking or whatever. And he's like, "How about the unemployment line?" And it turns all over. And they're all in tropical outfits. Tiki and like, outfits, yeah. Heat wave! Da, 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 da. Like that type of stuff. I just love and adore and find so much fun. Uh, we watched it all as a family and Lewis loved it. Like he's glued on it the whole time because he just loved. My son loved, loved, wasn't, he wasn't a huge fan of it, but there was definitely some moments that he, that he like reacted strongly to in a good, like in a good way. Uh, so he, uh, I could see it coming uh, when uh, J- Jacob Marley was starting to appear or whatever. And then he just poofs in and that definitely caught him off. Oh. Yeah. He kind of, kind of uh, caught him off guard for a second when he goes to the door knocker and it goes, Scrooge. He was like, Whoa, that was fun. Uh, and uh, so when the Marley, Marley and Marley, he was like, that was scary. Um, <laughs> and then when I was like the third, the third one coming, I was like, what's going to happen? But he's like, I think this is the second time we had watched it because I just rewatched it a couple nights ago or yesterday um, for this podcast to refresh my memory, take some notes. Yeah. And it's what's coming, but it's like, 
skeleton man coming. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, he wasn't as engaged um, in this as he has been in some of the other other films. Yeah, I uh, I think that's one of the things that I just love about the Muppets in general, just kind of that um, the slapstick kind of corny humor at times. Um, I just love those little moments that they just kind of tack on there. Um, one of the ones that I really loved is I, I do like Gonzo as Charles Dickens and like him narrating the story and just all of the different ways that they make excuses for him to be like going along in the story. And like the, like as he's flying, um, what is it? Whether flying to Christmas past and like, he's just threw a rope around Ebenezer Scrooge and they're just like flying along. Um, I, I just love that. I, I just think it's hilarious. Um, one of my my favorite moment of Gonzo as Dickens is when they're actually back in Scrooge's old uh, schoolhouse and they've got all the busts of like classic uh, authors, and, you and know, Shakespeare and, all that, and then it's Dickens, you know, sitting at the very end. I'm like, I love it. I love just the self-reference there. There's so a lot good. of self-reference for sure. Uh, one of the things that I, so this, Watching this made me go, you know, what? I've actually never read A Christmas Carol. So I found it because it's such an older book. It's actually in the public domain. Uh, yeah. So please, if, if you find it on Amazon or whatever, don't pay for it. You can just find a free copy of it yeah. and read it. Um, so I started reading through or it. Or support your local library. Or support your local library. Sorry, I forgot that we were contractually obligated to say that That and save the whales. Um, but besides that... Uh, so I, I read through I I read the first like quarter of it I think and it's interesting when he when he, I didn't catch it the first time I watched it but now after reading it and then watching it his his comment about okay let's start let's start talking about it the Marleys were dead like it's he's like it's because that is the actual opening of the book is Marley was dead dead as a doornail and it's just like he spends a page talking about how dead Jacob Marley is. And yes. so it was funny that they they had they had obviously had some level of adding some extra things from the book inside of it, not just the overall narrative, but like, this is funny that he spent the page. Let's play it up inside of it. He's like, it's really important that you know, or nothing else will make sense. Jacob Wood's dead. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Um, the... Uh... Fozzie Bear doing the Fezzy wig. Yep. That was a good that was a good choice. But it was a Fozzie wig. Um that's just another one of my like favorite kind of little little moments there. He he runs a rubber chicken factory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the oh the um the the Jacob uh Jacob and I don't know what they gave the other guy's name, but when they split up Jacob Marley into two people into uh yeah. uh what are their names? That they're the 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 critic, the um Oh, what's their name? Yeah. You look it up. <clears throat> yes, they're the two old men who the two are old always men set up that in are the always Scrooge, Scrooge loved that. The group, but I love when they're at Fozzie Wig's party, and he says, "Come on, say something." It's like, "Oh, we we hate listening to these." And he says, says "Merry Christmas." And it's like, it was dumb. It was obvious. It was pointless. It was short. We loved it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, another goodness. the the Chris the the Christmas the I'm not I don't want to talk too much about the Christmas past spirit because she kind of unnerved me with her little tiny fingers like giving like I don't know what that was all about I don't so, know if that do let's you have just, any let's just pause here and talk about this because uh, Sarah and I had a lengthy discussion here is there so the 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 spirits right you have the three spirits yeah. of past present and to come plus Jacob um, Marley yep. plus Jacob Marley sure sure um they're always every interpretation that i have watched cuz there are a ton of adaptations of dickens mm-hmm. and christmas carol they're always just weird like the, <laughs> especially the past, like the the past ones, they're just like weird, creepy. It's but weird. I think this one is probably the weirdest and just creepy. It's like, like a I baby. Yeah, it's got little tiny hand when it takes when it takes his hand with little tiny. Yeah, like they <laughs> always just like so creepy on that end, and then like the future is always the you know the Grim Reaper, and it's just like super freaky and scary and then you always have the present which is just like some big jolly fun guy yeah i enjoyed the jolly guy i enjoyed that they made him age as the day goes through because he only lives once uh he he like only lives for that day for that day and he's an actual muppet like that's i think what's weird about the past it's like you're not a muppet you're not a human like i don't understand yeah, I so I enjoyed that about him. I also love that they gave him short-term memory loss or long-term memory. I don't know. He just kept on repeating himself. Uh, I love that little addition to that piece of it. And and as the um, the spirits go on, I think more and more you just find, I don't know, the nuances of Michael Caine's performance. Like, I just, I really enjoyed just kind of seeing him come out of that. And there's just kind of a more frivolity to his character. If I could use that word. Although I will say that the one piece of his acting or his performance that could have done without was his, uh, sad attempt at dancing and singing is singing. I, yes, my wife said, well, they, they, they had to have him sing in it because that would just be weird to dub him over with another voice. I'm like, yeah, but it was bad because he had his own song to sing it was michael kane i love you so much but this is you you should not do more of this i'm sorry no and we're we're very glad that that was all that he did i I do love that scene though when they're in the cratchit's house and as they're like zooming out and it's just all of the various Muppets that are in that scene. Like there's a horse, there's lobsters, <laughs> there's like everything. And I just love, they're just going to like, Hey, let's every Muppet, like just pull them all out of the warehouse. That one. Yes. That one too. Like, um, it just made, that, that was just that scene where I'm like, and it keeps going and going. How many more? Oh my goodness. And then the lobsters in the window. I'm just like, of course. Um, Another ironic thing is uh, sets it up so his bookkeepers, they're all freezing. They just want a little bit of uh, coal to light their fire. And it, when he turns the corner and he's become a good, uh, the good Ebenezer, uh, he, I just love this. He buys all his bookkeepers coal, which is what Santa puts in the 
the stockings for bad kids. And I just like, <laughs> I love that little note. Like that's, that's, that's funny. I appreciate that. Um, a couple other things that I want to, uh, deep dive into. And I already forgot. Where did it go? Oh, another random line. Darkness was cheap and Scrooge liked it. I feel like that's got to be from the book. That's got to be from yes. the book. That's a very Dickens line. Um, nope. I, it's gone. Whatever so, I was going to say is gone. <laughs> I got to say, like, one of the things I appreciate about the Muppets is they have this way of, even though these are puppets, right, of just giving these oddly wonderful, nuanced performances. And I got to say, for me, the moment is Beaker and Dr. Honeydew as they come around at the beginning to collect, you know, charity stuff. There's just like these wonderful, like back and forth, playful moments that if you don't, if you haven't, if you can't recall, like go back and just watch this. Just like Honeydew, just like, what could we do for you? You know, when he like leans in and he's like, how much can we put you down? for? How much can we put you down for? And you just see like Beaker reacting in the background. And as everything Scrooge says that is so deplorable, you just see like Beaker like, oh, oh, my. Mm, It's just like, mm. it's so much fun. And then that you meet them there at the end. And like Beaker's the one that gives them the, the scarf and all that. I just love how much, uh, of a performance they really can put into these puppets. And I, I don't know. I see it well there. Cool. I, I maybe this remember? is part. May, yes, I remember now. It took me a while. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about what the main theme apparently of this film, even though the rest of it, we're like, yes, it's about being kind and generous and not being yeah. a Scrooge. When he turns the corner and he has his moment and he says, I figured out what I, how I'm going to live my life differently. I will live my life in the past, the present, and the future. Eddie, can you explain what that is supposed to mean? Because I'm trying to figure it out, and I can't, because you can't live in the past, the present, and the future. No, it's living in light in, of those. So, like, so I missed something. Pre- yes. So the previous Scrooge um, was running from his past, so he was acting like his past never existed. And he only thought of himself in the present. That's why like the present, they're visiting, you know, all the other people. And so it's like, how do I accept what has happened to me, live in the present in light of the future? This like, is this is this is what I needed. I needed somebody to It's like a well rounded view of considering all things. I needed some I because I wrote it down as he was talking about it. I was like, there's some I don't quite understand i believe that also is straight dickens it's gotta be yeah it's gotta be and it makes more sense because that's what we've done i just i got the emotion of it and i got the generosity side of it i got the uh, kindness side of it and to help other people and to be empathetic for other people and to frankly care about other people but it was that line that i I guess I guess it is supposed to be summing it up, but I don't quite know. I can't. I couldn't two pieces together. So thank you for enlightening me on that. I appreciate that. That's what I'm here for. So what would you? Uh, how would you? Oh no 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 no! We almost. Oh man, we almost missed this, and I think we might. This might be a fight. This might be a, mo- a little bit of a, a, a potential fight. We we almost went through a musical 
movie without talking about the music. Okay. What I personally taking all the songs in this film, I don't know that I liked a single one. I don't know that I liked a single one of these songs. Can't can't say another one of them right now. I can't even remember any of them. I could not agree with you more. Interesting. I was expecting a fight. I was was mostly preparing myself. They are completely and totally forgettable. That's how I felt too. Um, And my wife is going to kill me because like she sang along the whole time we watched it. Poor Sarah. Like they love it. Um, but yeah, I've just, I'm always like, what now? Why did they make this a musical? My wife liked it too. And I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I didn't like the music. I don't, I, I don't have a great reason why I just felt like I can't remember any of these songs. Well, let's be honest. Like Michael Caine's not the only one who's struggling to sing here. It's not like the Muppets themselves have that great of voices. So we're not going to like. But I can remember like the ending song in, uh, the Muppets, uh, their, Cross country tour to, to Hollywood. Like I can't go to Hollywood. I I can remember da, 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 da. like I can I can I can feel it right now when I'm talking about it. But this movie, I the music, it was it was bad, right? Like it wasn't it it was forgettable. Yeah, I don't think I would say it's bad. I would just say that it's not impressionable. Unimpressionable. Unimpressionable. Depression. <laughs> That's not a word, but it's, it's depressing. depressing. No, it's depressing. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like, hmm, okay. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. It. Like, yeah, you're not. If you're wanting to watch a fun musical, like you're not. This isn't. That's not the reason you're gonna like this. No, film, the the is. reason you sit down to watch a Muppets Christmas Carol is because of the Muppet tropes. Like you, Muppet that's tropes why set in Christmas. You, um. Yeah, like, and also of all of the Dickens, of all the Christmas Carol interpretation, like, this is the one you can watch with your two-year-old. Even more than like, a Mickey's Christmas Carol? Uh, okay. Th- okay, that's true. We do have that one. I always forget about the Mickey's one. Well, remember, we're trying to act like that one doesn't exist because we have enough Mickey obsession going on right now. Mickey's but Christmas I'm, Carol is the one I, I grew up watching a lot. Okay. That's the, that's the, that's the Christmas Carol. And in fact, when he goes to his um, childhood, first childhood place, I was like, wait, I don't remember this from, I don't know if they covered this one in a Mickey's Christmas Carol. I think they just go straight to Fozzie Wiggs. Maybe. Yeah. No. Um, I was referencing more the Robert Zemeckis one with Jim Carrey. That is just trippy. It Ooh. is weird. Have you seen this? I, I the the poster is blazed in my yeah. In my do you remember right Ro- Robert Zemeckis was doing this whole live uh, motion he capture? Express? He did Polar Express, Soulless and Pol- then he went Polar on to Express. do this one. I want to. I don't want to chat with my with my son. Yeah, it's just kind of like I don't. I didn't understand the obsession with motion capture animation. It just didn't do it for me. And the Jim Carrey one was just like, no, you're the Grinch. Stay in your lane. Don't do this. Yeah, he does have he does have several Christmas um, movies on his on his IMDb. That's right. We're ready to ready to rate this, Eddie. Yeah, I think I'm going to give this a three. 
uh, three fruit snacks. Man, I I just don't know that I really care to watch this again. <laughs> I watched it. I ended up watching it twice because I didn't take notes the first time, and I wanted it to have be. <laughs> I made the mistake of not watching it like closer to the time of recording on one of the previous ones, and I always felt like I was trying to pull too far back. Honey, honey, I sh- honey, we blew up the baby that we kept on call. And I said it right there, wrong again. You did it again. Blew up the kid. It's honey, I blew honey, up the kid. I blew kid. up the kid, and it's a I, not we. It's so I I watched this again and I just no no I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it two I don't plan okay. on watching this again I'm giving it okay. two uh, I give it three because Sarah I love you and I know you're gonna have us watch this for the at least wanna, the rest of our marital, kids lives marital marital row <laughs> so yes I I give it three for that uh, reason um, but this is like. A Christmas Carol is quintessential, you know, Western literature. Um, You know, I think every local theater company does their version of it around the Christmas season. Like it is just like part and parcel for Christmas. And there's so many things within it that have like just are a part of the vernacular. Like we, anybody who is not festive during Christmas, we call them a Scrooge. Eddie, a Scrooge. I need to, I need to confess something for much of my life. Mm. I have been Scrooge. <laughs> I, I'm not joking for the m- majority of my life. I, I, I literally asked my mom, I think it was last year sometime. It's like, cause I started coming around to this. Like I need to stop doing this. I need to be more festive, more generous. Like, just enjoy the moment. Enjoy all the things that even though some things are catch- kitschy and some of the things are like we've sung them into the ground. You know what? It's fun. And I think in 2020, we really needed that. So it's been a lot better. But I asked my mom, I, it was back last Christmas time. I was like, hey, do you have a uh, photo of me from like, I don't know, like post-college or in college time, like after college, came back and every photo she sent, I was so looking so miserable just like <laughs> in my hoodie, just like draped over my head, like just sitting on the couch, like presence around me, but still just looking so somber. And I, Eddie, I'm sorry. I'm so watching this again, going like, man, this has been this, this idea of like holding on to the things that I want and being selfish yeah. and just want those things. I resonated again with Scrooge and I was like, no, it's, I can't be this. A- it's a powerful story, right? It is like a powerful it, story. Um, I think that is Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. I was no, about to say may I, rest in peace, but he didn't. He went on to live at least a little bit longer than the time frame. <laughs> I think this is what's so I'm not, I know this is not a Dickens podcast or anything like that, but like he all of his stories have an ability to speak to like a deeply felt human emotion that we all interact in one way or another. Um, You know, from Oliver Twist to Great Expectations to A Tale of Two Cities, like just like each one just has an ability to just pull that human emotional tendency that we slip into, like all of us find our different way of of kind of slipping into. Um, and, And this is that story of just like, are you a generous person? Are you somebody who is yeah. kind, selfless, right? Mm-hmm. That is focused on on other people. Um, and 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 I 
as much as this is trying to be the like a very lighthearted version of that, a very just kind of like like we said, just kind of the the f- fun antics of the Muppets. Yeah, that moral of the story just still shines through in such, and that that just kind of speaks to um, the strength, the genius that is just that general story structure of a Christmas Carol that that Dickens wrote all those years ago. Totally agree. Great story. I don't have any unintended moral consequence of this um, because I I just, I love the core element, the core story of this core message of, of this, of this film. And I am now interested to go back and see all the different versions to rank what my favorite actual adaptation of this is now that you, because I forgot about the Jim Carrey version. That this is actually a, there's quite a few like blog posts and articles on the internet raking ranking your favorite uh, Scrooge is a, is a common thing. <laughs> um, I will say my favorite Scrooge is Patrick Stewart, but I'm also just a huge Patrick Stewart fan. Which version um, is he in? I can't remember the year, but um, it was probably the late nineties. There was a version that came out with Patrick Stewart as Scrooge. It's a more classic adaptation. Christmas Carol, nineteen ninety nine. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, he is rearing back his cane at us in this. Yeah. Uh, in this um, episode. I believe George C. Scott um, portrayed Scrooge at one time. That's kind of considered the um, the seminal uh, portrayal of Scrooge. At least in black and white, that's usually what people think of as his portrayal of the uh, of Scrooge. And then we also have Scrooged, starring yeah. Bill Murray, uh-huh. which is yeah. a completely different from just looking at it. It's definitely not the same thing. It's your adult version. Adult, adult sounds like about the right word for a Bill Murray movie in the eighties. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, so All good stuff. Uh, Eddie, what uh, what's going to be our poll question? For our listeners. If you had to hang out with one of the three spirits, which one would you hang out? You have to. That is a good question. The creepy baby child thing that is the past, the lighthearted, fun, I want to give them a hug present, or the silent ever present can we future can we twist this question a little bit can sure. i can i am i free to twist a little bit i don't know if you Tw- like it or not. twist away w- counting jacob marley which of the which of the spirits, i love that you keep including the marley's as a part of the spirits it, it, i never thought of them as it's that a way go- like i i always think i always forget about the the past one. no but they're ghosts the Marleys are ghosts. The other three are spirits. They they didn't actually live. They're so they're a spirit person- to get to go deep to deep dive on this. A spirit did not live. A ghost did live. Well, a spirit. It's like a sprite, or yeah, it's just kind of like a a, a representation of something. Like it's the spirit of Christmas. Christmas past. It's the spirit of Christmas present. This is why it's, you it's listen a, to this podcast. It's, it's just a for personification stew. of an idea or of a feeling, but the Marleys are ghosts. Okay. Then we will we will 
So my question was, I know, I know I am getting way too technical on something that doesn't really matter, but so because I assume that most everyone was like that, most everyone would say, which ghost would you hang out? No, one's going to pick the baby. No, one's going to pick death. They're always going to pick the middle one. I don't know. The, the, the death, you know, at least you're not having a guy talk over you the whole time. My, my twist on this is which of the spirits or the Marley's would you be most afraid of if they showed up in your bedroom? That, that would be hard. That's a really good one. I, I just want to add that little twist to it. Cause I think, um, in your bedroom spirit and, or ghost, would you be most afraid of? I like that twist. Most frightened if they yes. showed up in your room. But I think that's it for today. Thank you for listening uh, to another episode of Honey. We made a Disney. Can you do it again? Do you want to do it again? Honey, we made a Disney podcast. Or it's Honey made a Disney podcast. Like a question. Uh, this this is gonna be our thing. Is now honey, every time we say it, we have to say honey, it like a, we made a Disney podcast. Uh, Honey, (laughs) uh, please leave us a rating, a review, wherever you're listening to podcasts at. We're all over the place. Please go to our website, honeywemade.com slash listener, and you can answer today's poll question to tell us which spirit you'd be most afraid of or ghost we'd be most afraid of. Um, And please subscribe, follow us wherever you get your podcast. But Eddie, what is the next movie that we're going to be reviewing? One of my family's favorites is Homeward Bound. So you have that to look forward to? For all of you animal lovers out there, JB is so be, excited. I think you might be surprised by, mm. by, by my review next week. Well, Intriguing. I have to go back and rewatch it still to remember if I have the same feelings as I did back as a kid. But yes, so thank you for listening. Oh, you can see all of our films that we're going to be covering at honeywemade.com slash movies, all the ones we've done previously, uh, this being our 14th episode, um, all the ones that we've done up until now, and then where we're going to be going from here, because uh, we're getting close to breaking into the next year. Um, 1993 is starting with Homeward Bound. So thanks for listening to another episode. I got to run because I got to go um, de-ghost my house a little bit. I actually have Christmas gifts to wrap, so I gotta get wrapping. 